1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of W.I.L.K. staff, management, or sponsors. (laughs) It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WYLK.
2: Good morning. Good morning. What's shaking? Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. It's, uh, I've been so thrilled with the relatively wonderful weather we've had all week long. That it could actually be outside and and... It's just been wonderful. I mean, it's been great with the low humidity and the very temperate uh, temperatures. It's just been delightful to be out in this stuff. It makes summer be something I love instead of the usual high heat and humidity that I can't stand. But this is wonderful. So I just want to acknowledge. Thanks, God. Nice job. Yes, it,
3: it's been beautiful. Very, very, very nice. I've been outside in my outdoor office all week, so it, yep. uh, it's been nice. It's been nice mm-hmm. to be out there. Sometimes it gets a little breezy and my papers go <laughs> flying and i got to grab oh. them. But Or the birds oh, okay. go right by my head and you can hear their wings flap right by you. But other than mm. that, it's, you know, occupational hazard out there,
2: you know, Linda. Yeah, I guess happens. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's been nice that um, actually I, I find it a lot of fun. I put some stuff in the hummingbird feeder, um, both at the lake house and and here in Clark Summit. But when when I put the one in the Clark Summit place, um, it's on the side of the house, and so what I find is the trees are behind the house where the hummingbirds have their nests, and every once in a while they. They are extremely territorial. I think I've said this before. So they they dive bomb in front of me to get over to that and to protect it from any other hummingbirds. And it's so funny to watch them because they just, they never learned how to share. So uh. um, they are just, uh, they're incredible. I just wondered if that's, you have hummingbirds too in your back porch, right?
3: I have a lot of them, but they don't. I don't have a hummingbird feeder. I just have oh. the butterfly bushes on one side, well, both yeah. sides, and then all the flowers I have, and then I also have a hole against my shed and the and the lattice work. I have a huge um, honeysuckle bush, so they mm-hmm. absolutely love the honeysuckle. Uh, it's yeah, they're so unbelievable, and and sometimes they fly in pairs, which I love and they're they like do? oh yeah there were two there's been two of them around my house lately and they're together doing their thing then they buzz around they try to beat each other out they're fast and it's funny to watch them as they take off and and the once yesterday one of the sparrows was chasing the hummingbird mm-hmm. so um yeah i get a kick out mm-hmm. of this behavior because it's it's just funny, and and my and the sparrows, which are all over the place, I'm telling you, Lynn, there has to be a hundred of them at a time. They wow. go in the bushes, and then over to the um, honeysuckle, and then they're in the in the hues that my neighbor has, and they're it's it, it's amazing. And when they all go at one time, it, you, the sound is unbelievable. <laughs> but they but they are, um, um, they, when you see them, just like. They'll go over and they'll sit on top of the shed roof and they will all line up on the edge of the shed and they will stand there and they stare. I think maybe I said this before at the empty bird feeder that Meyer may not have put the feed in and they will stand there and they will stand on the and stare at it. Or <laughs> yesterday I saw them. They were all on top of the um, on top of the uh, hues staring over at the thing like is he there with the food yet is he there it's hysterical <laughs> now why do I think that it's true because why aren't they positioned the other way in the on the hues there's are positioned towards the theater so I snapped a picture of it the other day and I said uh Meyer your friends are looking for you so
2: mm.
3: <laughs> yeah it's funny it's, it's and her. then
2: what do they do when he fills it up do they all attack they it go at right.
3: Oh, they go right over. They're, like, all over it. It's, oh, and then geez. the stuff falls onto the ground, and then they're underneath the ground. It, it, or on the ground, underneath the feeder. It's, it, it's hysterical, the stuff they okay. do. I, bird behavior is bizarre, I mean, when you think about it.
2: Yep. So,
3: but yep. I could watch them. All, seriously, I could just, I, I totally understand the Audubon Society, because I just yeah. sit here and just watch and watch and and then when this big hawky kind of bird comes, he's, he's sort of a I don't know if he's a hawk, but he's he's big and he he mm-hmm. went after them yesterday and they they just he's big big guy and he's been around for a while and as soon as he, they see he you should have heard those birds flying because they're gonna they're at he's gonna go after them yeah you know well? it's terrible they I don't know but anyway. Um, it's
2: fun to see these little creatures do what they do. Yeah, I love them. They amaze me how. Yeah, um, they just—they have no sense of any right or wrong. They just do their thing,
3: and, and you have to respect
2: that.
3: Yeah, and how fast those those little hummingbird wings are! Yep. I mean, it's just amazing. And then and then, did you ever see a hummingbird just fly to a tree and stand there with when they're not? They they just go on the limb and they don't move, like their, their, their wings yeah. aren't going. That's funny mm-hmm. to watch, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I
2: love it. Yeah. Take a breather. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. a two shout-outs. Two shout-outs. First of all, I want to say thank you and let people know about a service that I may have talked about before. Uh, it's called, it's a franchise. It's called Caring Transitions. And uh, the local franchise is owned by Lori Legorio and her husband, Mike, and uh, they do some wonderful things. They, When someone passes and, and their families don't live here anymore, they will go in and clean out the house. They will sell what they can sell. They will tidy it all up. They will take it to the dumpsters. They will take it to wherever they need to do it. But it's a wonderful service, and I'm using them right now to help me clean out the garage believe it or not because we have things in there from at least four different houses that have been just collected in the garage and so we've been attacking it for an hour and a half to two hours every time they come and it's just amazing to see that transition to see how much space there now is in the garage. Yep. And there are things that um, they helped me to move out of my office and move the furniture and things that I wanted to keep into storage. And um, that's a temperature-controlled storage unit that's part of a, a, a bigger, I think it's a U-Haul storage. Uh, but anyway, it, they, they've they done so many wonderful things that I know I could not have done by myself. And they have a, a very well trained team of people that help them. And they're very compassionate people. And, you know, they do, they, they can look past the kind of things that have some meaning to the individual who's either the heir or um, a, a spouse, a, a surviving spouse. And knowing that there are some sentimental pieces that, Means something to them that probably will mean nothing to their children or their heirs. So they're very sensitive in trying to help people take a look at the things that they think they can sell, the things that they want to keep. And, um, and it's just a good thing. They, they send stuff to recycling. They've taken things to the Griffin Pond animal shelter as donations. They've done a lot of wonderful things and I just can't. I just can't say enough about them. I mean, I think they're great, and it's again, it's called caringtransitions.com, dot oh. com, and it's it's really nice. And uh, Lori Ligorio is a uh, uh, Scrantonian. I think she actually is from Dunmore, and her husband Mike, and um, her maiden name was Talarico, and uh, they're they're really good people, very good people. So, anyway, I throw that out because I wanted to do that. And then um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is that I took a drive to Chester, New Jersey yesterday. I think I had mentioned, I know I mentioned before, that earlier this year, a very dear friend of mine, Jack Killian, passed. Right. And, um, and I uh, I wanted to spend some time with his wife, and I hate to use the term widow because it sounds so depressing. But um, Judy, in and of her own right, was somebody who did some phenomenal things. And most especially with uh, the underserved girls in um, that part of New Jersey, Newark, and areas where, you know, they just didn't have the opportunities to do things. But she's had a scholarship, she has a foundation, and she's uh, she's just um, a whirlwind in and of herself. She and Jack together were just a dynamite couple. So I had lunch with her because I just wanted to spend some time with her. And Jack was just such a strong personality. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He was, he was wonderful to work with. He always came up with ideas of who you should talk to and how you can connect to this, that, and the other thing. And... Judy never really had a chance to say much, so I had a great time with Judy Chapman Killian, who still owns and operates uh, online, an organization called Garden State Woman. And it was, at one point, a physical magazine that you could actually, they, they did it once a month, and they had sponsors, and they did wonderful things. And that came from Jack's experience. He had a country music magazine, which was extremely profitable for years and years. So all of that background was what made them able to do the magazine. But then life just became such that people didn't want to buy physical magazines much anymore. So they went online. And she was telling me that she has an intern who is doing a lot of the work on the the website, Garden State Woman, and I think it's .org. But they're talking about doing another foundation luncheon next year where they hope to raise a considerable amount of money to fund the scholarships that they've had. But most importantly, they started a new one called the Jack Killian Entrepreneurial Foundation. And in honor of Jack and his love of entrepreneurship, they are doing this to try to support people who need some help in getting started, and most especially people who might not have the financial resources to help. So I'm so excited to hear that. I was so happy to hear that they're doing this again. Uh, and they sometimes get three to 400 people at a time that come to these uh-huh. events. so And a lot of corporate sponsors, which is great. Um, but there's one quick thing I wanted to read that I found when I was digging through all my stuff in the garage because I love this. It's a cute little thing about um, something called Prince Charming Ain't Coming. Um, and the subtitle is The Fantasy of Baby Boomer Women Exposed. So you have this singledom handled and you're feeling ready to go out again and enter the dating scene, whether it was a divorce, the death of your spouse, or a state of being that has existed since you last dumped the guy who took you to the prom. The myth that there is a man waiting out there to rescue you from a life of boredom and financial hardship is dead. He ain't showing up. And gone are the days when a woman can just sit back and rely on her husband to handle all the financial stuff for the family. More women today are the primary breadwinner of their families, and should their husbands die or divorce them, they are often left feeling embarrassed and angry that they did not have a more active role in their finances. Men were not born with a financial literacy chip in their brains, and women need to step up to the plate. It's our responsibility at the very least to share that responsibility and teach our children, boys and girls, the basics of personal finance. Too many times I've been in the presence of highly successful women who were suddenly thrust into a messy situation where they are left to fend for themselves with no clue as to how to start down this path. Quote, my husband took care of everything since I was the one working full time, end quote, or some version of that excuse carried them through until it didn't. Not saying you should not have a division of tasks to make your house run smoothly, but why default to the old maxim that the husbands take care of the money piece? You need to know how you are investing your own 401k plan. And there are plenty of counselors and advisors who can help you personally to make that decision. Your group life insurance should be understood. And if you need to do this, make an appointment with your HR department to ask about an explanation of the benefits. If you have a deferred compensation program, again, take some time to talk to your HR people to understand it and how it works. This is the very least you must do to have a handle on what you contribute from your employment to your family's financial situation. Life has a way of handing us lemons all the time. And the lemonade can be much sweeter if you know what ingredients you have to work with. And on that note, We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back.
4: Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriekadden.com. L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N dot com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises. Because it is who you know.
1: E-R-A. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
2: Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and certified financial planner with Women of Substance. Women of Substance is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women.
3: And I'm Laurie Cadney, the owner of Laurie Catton Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event
2: business. And we thought we just might go back to what we did, started last week, and there's so many wonderful questions we can go back to. And these are 365 questions that were submitted to a a blog post by, uh, I think his last name is, I don't know how you pronounce it, Tide or Tidey, I'm not sure. But um, by the way, he sent me all of his books last week. Oh, cool! Every one of his printed books—they're really, really neat. So this was a guest post by Mark and Angel Chernoff. and they, three hundred sixty-five questions. So we went through a couple last week. Let's pick up some more. Uh, what activities make you lose track of time? <laughs> oh, I could go on. Um,
3: if, <laughs> if when I, if, if and when I paint. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing anything like that, I lose anything I'm doing. How about this? Anything I'm doing that's creative? Yeah, I was um, going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Creativity makes me lose. Mm -hmm. Makes me lose track of time.
2: How about you? Uh, For me, it's uh, it's music. I, okay. If I start listening to my playlists or anything like that, I just, I zone out and I just go into stuff like that and say, wow, it just feels good. I mean, I love it and it's all encompassing. And I think that when when I actually can find the time to do it, one of the things I love to do where I lose all track of time is play the piano. And wow. it's, just, it's just therapeutic to me to do that. I love wow. it. It's creative. Yeah, it is. There and, you go. Uh, we have an upright piano at the lake, and I it was one that was made in uh, I think it was Brooklyn, New York, in the early I, I think it was the the teens or the twenties, the nineteen fifteen nineteen twenties, and it was um, it was a piano that was made. They they did them all by hand. There was nothing about the piano that was manufactured, you know, in some kind of a factory. And this one was made with wooden keys. They were painted black and white, but because of that, it's extremely difficult for me to find those keys. Uh, If they were ebony and ivory, which is really what they are supposed to be, it'd be a little bit easier to have someone find them, but these were made of wood. And it didn't warp them, but it certainly, a lot of them fell off and other things. So there's a couple, every time I hit a note, there's nothing, you know. So I was told by somebody that did this piano tuning that it would cost about $1,000 to tune the piano and to restore it. And I just keep saying, Uh well, it's in the basement and it's probably humid and it's only going to warp it again.
3: Well, that's but, the reason you can't leave it. With, pianos cannot yeah. be um, n- n- near anything where humidity is. That's why I, I have a dehumidifier in my pi- uh,
2: it's attached to my piano. So. Yes, you told me that, but yeah. I. I don't know. Like, there's no place to put it up. Well, you'll, you well, know, then. So. Anyway, but that's something that I love to do. I think that's a lot of fun, and I I can get completely lost in it. Mm-hmm. Um. When you are 80 years old, what will matter to you the most? Um, um, There's
3: a lot, but number one, I would hope, I think health would would be a big factor. If you're 80 and you're healthy, then you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So um, that's what I would hope
2: um, for at 80. Well, I was thinking that the first thing that came to my mind when I looked at that question was friends. Because I think that a lot of people who are in their 80s sometimes can get very depressed and very sad because some of the people they've loved and cared for their whole life are gone. Right. It can be very isolating. So that's Mm -hmm. my hope is that I, I have my friends. Yep. Um. (laughs) <laughs> this is a great question. I don't know that there's necessarily a an easy answer, but when is it time to stop calculating risk and rewards and just do what you know is right?
3: I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I don't think I ever think. I, I think I guess what you, you, you guess those things could apply if it's something work related, and you know something isn't right, but you're, it's your career and your building, and you don't want to say it because so you'd 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 risk your livelihood, and therefore you'd yeah. be afraid. Um, so that would then at most times would come with age, that and experience yeah. that it really doesn't matter because you're just going to do do it right. You would hope you would do it right all the time, uh, regardless of that. Because I think my line that I tell my kids all the time is, you do the right thing and the next right thing happens. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I would like to say all the time, but I would imagine that gets less of a worry
2: when you're older. That's what I was going to say. I think that was every passing decade of life, mm-hmm. you realize yeah. how insignificant all that nonsense is and right. you, just, uh, you just do what you think is right and somehow mm-hmm. uh, it's very liberating and somehow it just seems to work out all the time. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you break the law to save a loved one?
3: Hmm. It depends on, probably, um, it depends on what the law I'd be breaking was but yeah i would i would i would risk um i mean i wouldn't want to do the wrong thing but if it if it meant something that i was supposed to do because i believed it was right and the only way i would do it is to do something that wasn't um i don't know i i guess i would do i would do anything for someone i loved so i guess i would say yeah
2: yeah and i thought of it in the context of um what do they call it, euthanasia? You know, if um, someone I loved deeply was struggling and in a lot of pain and they said, look, find a way to get me out of this. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, you know... Uh, like Colin Jack Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I would do that, even though I know it's against the law. Uh, I would definitely do that. Because it's funny I think that's that they, that's... Re- it's funny right. your mind weren't there. My mind was going to prostitution, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: good one. Oh God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, That's go ahead. Yeah. All right. So, um <laughs> this is a good one. When it's all said and done, well you have said more than you've done.
3: I love uh, that one. Uh, Well, the way we talk on this radio show, I guess we, we yes. I, I spend my life talking. So, I yeah, don't know. So I I'm hoping. We
2: will have said more than we <laughs> I guess in that context. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to get a message across to a large group of people, what would your message be? Mm, to a large, a message to a large group of people. Um,
3: depends on the group, depends on what I wanted to
2: say. Uh, you, do you have any, do you know what you would say? Yes, I think you have to go back to what is one of your pet peeves? What is one of your burning passions that you would want people, the message I would want them to get? And I think, I just read it before, I think my message would be that I want women to step up to the plate and acknowledge Mm -hmm. to themselves that they need to be responsible for their personal finances. That there is not going to be a Prince Charming who's going to come along. And the other thing is women usually outlive men in a couple. So whether you do it now or you do it later, you're going to have to do it. So why not do it while you can figure it out and learn from your mistakes? That's the message I would say.
3: Yeah. And I, I, I probably would, there's an old book, there's a book I read and I love the line and it's, what you think of me is none of
2: my business. Yes. You said that a lot. So and I, I like that. that. Your message. So there yes. you go. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And do we have time have one for, for one more? One more, I think. Yeah. As long as okay. we can reflect quickly. All right, all right. Um, let me find that thing again. It went away. All right, here we go. Um, if the average human lifespan was 40 years, how would you live your life differently?
3: Mm, I have no idea. I don't know because I I don't know because I think you're programmed to to think you have time. So, And I know yeah. we, we're not. We don't know. So I don't know. What I would have done. I mean, you can't have, you can't do things earlier sometimes with because of age. So um, you know, I don't know. I I I I don't know. Maybe I would have um, had more children
2: closer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Ah, I might have had children. There you go. I might that might have been the thing. There you go. And on that note. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with the Mr. Michael McHale of Barbetti McHale. And stay with us. We'll be right back
5: and Google Play. on the site remember money's not the enemy your ignorance of it is
6: the well-established and highly respected northeastern pennsylvania certified public accounting firm michael a barbetti llc is making changes after almost 40 years in business the firm name has changed and is now barbetti McHale llc cpa reflecting the addition of michael f McHale as partner in the long-standing firm although the name and partnership are a significant change the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit profit organizations call barbetti McHale cpas at their dunmore office and you too can make a change for the better
3: business banking at fidelity
6: we
7: have a great relationship with fidelity they're like family with us they're right next door to my business if there's ever a problem just one phone call i don't even have to go to them they come to me it's great i love being in the business this was meant for me we're very busy i'm running every day and i love to stay busy So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with fidelity that gives me buying power my credit card machine runs through fidelity my checking account uh, my payroll taxes they take care of it all for me i bank with fidelity don't you
2: member fdic
1: here's Lori and lynn
2: hi we're back my name is lynn evans i am the managing director and certified financial planner With Women of Substance, LLC, that's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises,
3: which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us today is Mr. Michael McHale. Mike is a partner with Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, um, certified public accountants, I guess I should say, at 1421 East Drinker Street in good old Dunmore, Pennsylvania. And Mike has been talking to us this year about the importance of a firm, and that goes to any business you would have, with the employees of, a, of in particular of um, this firm who have been with them for you know 20 30 some years doing this work in this community and and staying with the same business the same company it, it, it speaks volumes to the uh, the business itself and to Mike Barbetti's uh, uh, work acumen the way he uh, the way he has treated his employees Mike and now your involvement for the last couple of years as the partner And and seeing all of this, it's important that we figured we could highlight um, some of your employees and give them credit and talk a little bit about what makes them so unique to be within your business, Mike. And um, we're going to start with a lovely woman whose name happens to be Kim McHale. Um, And Kim um, is Mike's wife, and she's a wonderfully... uh, bright beautiful young woman who I've met personally I love her and on top of she's just to me she's the whole package so Mike um you I know you're gonna say look at I know that I married her so that's a good thing but (laughs) let's talk about what what she brings to the table Mike to this uh your wonderful business
8: well I mean you gave a great introduction and all very very true and and I'm not afraid to tell anybody, and uh, that I've well out kicked my coverage with her because she really is. She's a special person. Uh, person, everybody loves her. Um, but inside and out, she really is the. She's the light of my life, and she's she's the most beautiful woman in, in the world as well. But on top of that, uh, we were lucky enough. Uh, Kim and I have worked together for a very long time, and even though she's the newest person to this firm Kim comes with a significant background um, and I say that um, with pride and uh, and and with you know with the happiness that she's back here to our firm and and in several instances it's it's happy to me because yes she's home more often our kids love it and uh, you know we're much more happier uh, than traveling a couple hours each way and then although Kim didn't go every day it seemed like every day uh, you know, even when she was home, she would work long, long hours. So uh, she, she I give her credit for that. I did it for a long time as well, and it's not easy. But but the the good news is she's back here, and she, she thrives. Uh, so she's, uh, Kim's background, she's got 25 years of experience, although she looks like she's about 25, as Lori <laughs> will attest. Um, yeah. she, she really does, but... <laughs> She's great. She worked with a lot of high-end individual clients out in New York, uh, the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, um, and some of them have big names, and some of them are big in the financial industry. So she did a lot of what they call family office out there, and, and what that is is people with uh, significant money uh, where Kim would handle the household activities, which means she would pay the bills, she'd pay the staff if they had staff, Uh, and and do the investment, moving the money around, stuff like that. So believe it or not, that was a a lucrative business for that firm. That is not the case here in Pennsylvania. But Kim comes with also a significant background in the accounting world, and and I think she's starting to really take off now, taking a lot of meetings with uh, smaller clients, which that's where she started, and that's where she grew her name is with the small clients and the personal level that she gives. To uh, two clients, and our clients now, uh, she's constantly out meeting new people and bringing in new clients. And even though they're not the home run clients that you know, you you, you get a fifty thousand dollar price tag, a fee. Uh, they're they're the good good clients, and that's the ones that we thrive on. Yes, we have some big big clients, but the the smaller clients that you get, can get to know from the top to the bottom and do everything in between, that's our our sweet spot. And that's definitely Kim's sweet spot because, again, everybody, when they meet her, will fall in love with her. And she works so hard to make sure that everybody is in compliance with everything, all their tax filings are done, all their financial uh, information is to the banks on time. She's a deadline-oriented person. So if we take uh, a new client on and it's specifically under her, uh, it's a special relationship that she has with these clients. So, uh, I'm ecstatic that she's back for many reasons, as I, as I told you, but the clientele that she, uh, is, is even building right now are going to love, uh, working with her on a day-to-day basis, mainly because of her attitude, but, uh, secondarily because she's a tremendous accountant and she would help any small business, uh, move forward in any capacity whatsoever. We have the contacts together. To make sure that anything that comes up, whether it be a banking thing, a legal thing, we would have contacts to, to recommend to anybody, but uh, on the day-to-day stuff, and, and you have to get into the dirt to figure out a company, Kim's great at that, and uh, like I said, we couldn't be happier that she, she's here uh, and, and helping our firm grow a little bit at a time, and, uh, uh, and, and obviously on a personal level, I'm very happy she's here as well.
3: Yeah. And you know, Mike, if you recall uh, way back when in the beginning of the year, Kim was on with you, one of the sh- um, shows we had and we spoke a little bit about, and I, and again, I, I may be out of line even talking about this because maybe that's not where you want to go. But recall the conversation was about um, interim, like uh, nonprofits, which you guys are so immeshed um, in um, locally. Um, interim positions and stuff Mm -hmm. that could be done and had been done. Like those, Kim can do that kind of work, um, which is important. and, and, And I think it's good for people to realize that that exists in an accounting business that may or may not be able to be used depending on, you know, who you are, what you do, and what you offer within the organization. But can we talk a little bit about that and her knowledge of that as well?
8: Well, I think that's a, a, a great point that I feel to bring up. And Kim has done that uh, quite a bit on, on on a lot of levels, especially out in New Jersey with uh, some of her clients out there where she would step in and be the the bookkeeper, controller, or CFO. Uh, she's right. got that type of level where she could step into anything, uh, you know, any any size company who happens to lose their main financial person and they need help in the interim or or, or long term. I think on a long term basis, we would help them try to find a good fit uh, going forward because we're not going to let Kim go. But but nonetheless, right. uh, on a term basis, that's a great thing that uh, Kim has done that quite a bit. A lot of us here have done that, it, and we do offer that service. But um, but Kim especially has uh, a lot of a lot of experience going out and helping companies, whether it be a couple of days a week uh, or a day a week or a couple of days a month to help them close on a monthly basis, depending on the size of the company and the needs of the company. Absolutely, that's something that's right up her alley as well. And and I failed to mention that. But you know, it, listen, I could I could speak about this this. Uh, this woman for a long, long time. Cause I, I think, you know, I think the <laughs> work, that's why I married her. And, and I mm-hmm. definitely hit on all the, uh, the attributes that she has as an accountant, but she has done literally from family office to, to, uh, bookkeeping all the way up to auditing. Uh, she does audit, a couple audits here for us now. Uh, so she's got that, that, that level of knowledge that, is very difficult to, to find, and I think we've talked about this in the past. How difficult it is to find good, good people with significant experience. That's what this firm is, and i, I said it before for our interviews that everybody here uh, has been here uh, twenty five plus years, except for Kim, you know, and, and Emily. I, I take that back, Kim and I. But the, the difference with Kim and I, we both have twenty five plus years experience. Yes, it was at another firm. We kind of just fit in here seamlessly and, uh, and have begun just a, a, a great transition with Mike and, and Donna Barbetti, uh, who are still here, by the way. But uh, they are tremendous to us. We fit in perfectly, and uh, it, it's doing really well. And, you know, we, we are growing. We don't want to grow too fast, but of course we want to grow. Um, but the, the level of people here, I think, is our selling point. Kim could come out, right. I can come out, anybody here can come out who's gonna come to talk to you, will have 25 plus years experience. I have no reservation whatsoever to send any person from this firm, I have no reservation to send anybody out to talk to you one-on-one. That's not how public accounting works. You always have to get the, the guys whose name is on the board. Uh, the guys whose name's on the door. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. the case. That's, you could talk to me anytime. I'll, I'll give you my cell phone. Kim is the same way. Everybody here is the same way, but I am so confident with everybody here. That's what makes this, this firm such a, a great place and a, and a great resource for clients because of our experience. And, you know, to cap off on Kim, her experience just fit in perfectly here. He's such a great fit. Um, that, uh, I mean, we, we, we couldn't have, uh, expected to find someone like that anywhere around here. Uh, but we're, we're ex- extremely happy to have her. And she happened to know a, a guy who was in the business. So we <laughs> happened to, <laughs> to get her and get her home too. So she's home.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's it, Mike. And, and I think that that point, and I know I said this the last time I spoke about that, i don 't know that, and maybe they do, but do most people know most organizations realize that if they are in a position where they 're short and need that type of help with an interim CFO or uh, anything in that uh, area that they may need quick help with that the most or that you can use an accountant or someone within the organiz- that your accounting firm? to help them that way because I never even thought about that until it was brought up. And I, as just as anyone in, you know, knowing what I know in the companies I, and the banks and the nonprofits I worked for, I thought, wow, that's, that, I, I never even would have thought about that.
8: Uh, and that's a great, great point, Lori. The, 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 the large majority of clients out there, the businesses out there, uh, would not think of that. And, and they would think of, you know, let me ask so-and-so, you know, who's, who I know does books on the side or someone helps right. here, um, I, that would be the first thought. It wouldn't be to say, well, let's call our accountant or let's call, else uh-huh. you know, to, to see if they could help out. That is, a, it, it's a great opportunity because, you know, not to say that we could do it a lot quicker, but the experience we have, uh, instead of coming in and, and retraining someone to do that, we can handle that for you. We can come in and Take care of the items to, to make sure that your business continues to grow or continues on. Your books uh, keep up with the day to day activities, and then when we hire someone together, uh, we could train that person on your behalf. So uh, it's a win win. That not a lot of people. Honestly, I could tell you we don't get a ton of calls, but we do get several a year that ask for some help. And, and there's some name brand okay. companies offer of you that yeah. have done that. It, it's a there great.
3: Well, we're happy we could get it out there again. And, Mike, please tell everyone how they can get in touch with you or Kim or whoever they need to talk to, as we highlighted Kim McHale today. we Tell everyone how they can get in touch with you, please.
8: Well, and again, as Lori always says, we're in, in good old Dunmore, but we we serve uh, all of Northeastern Pennsylvania, and we are Barbetti McHale at 1421 East Trinker Street in Dunmore. Uh, three, four,
3: uh, five, seven, oh, three, four, six, two, zero, five, seven. There you go. Well, tell Kim we send our best and she got a, uh, a, 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 a big plug here today, Mike. So that's a good thing. So <laughs> thank you. Thank Yay, you Kim. for that. <laughs> Yay, Kim. There you go. Girl power, baby. So we will see uh-huh. everybody next, next week. We thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe and please be nice.